Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Yesterday, I began talking to you about a vote that happened about a week ago now in the House of Representatives, the United States Congress, and the lower house passed a bill that was brought to the floor by a Muslim, her name Ilan Omar, and she was successful to getting her colleagues to vote on it. It was uh, passed by the Democrats. If this becomes law, in other words, if the Senate passes it, which it probably won't, but if they do, no doubt President Biden will, will likely sign it, and it will establish a bureau, a government organization that will monitor those and any speech that is critical against Islam. In other words, Islam will be taking a status as being a group of victims. The Muslims will be the, you know, the official victims in our nation. A task force will be established to make sure that no criticism of Islam and Muslims goes on in our country. And if it does, it will be likely treated as hate speech and, if not uh, criminal, close to it. And that will be the next step. And so I've been warning about this. This has been the objective of Muslims to try to get laws like that passed here in this country. And uh, today we're going to talk to uh, a lady. Her name is Deborah Weiss. I, in, I interviewed her in Washington, D.C. a number of years ago. And she is, without a doubt, um, the top person on this subject. The United Nations has been trying for years to try to get this established in international law. And because the United Nations has passed this resolution, it's called Resolution 1618, uh, before it was called just the Defamation of Re Religions, well, it's been developed more into a full resolution. She'll explain that and unpack that for us here over the next few days, what it means, what it doesn't mean, what the dangers are, and all that. Uh, let me tell you a bit about her before you before we get into it. Deborah is a an attorney. Uh, she is a 9/11 survivor. Uh, she fled there when the planes flew into the towers. At her apartment and place of work was uh, in that area and damaged as a result of that attack. And uh, she is very involved in the United Nations. She now lives in Washington D.C. And um, she will unpack this for us here today. And she's going to get into the defamation of religions, the Resolution 1619, why the language has been tweaked a little bit, what it means by them voting, and uh, what that means for us in our future. So here we go. Deborah, I appreciate your time. Thank you again for being here with us on Fortress of Faith. I want you to tell our listeners about Resolution 1618, the defamation of religions, and this Istanbul process. I guess it began in the UN with the defamation of religions. How did it all get started? And, and I guess we have to talk about the OIC. Well, first I want to thank you very much for having me and discussing this important and underreported topic. The Organization of Islamic Cooperation used to be called the Organization of Islamic Conference, for anyone who wants to Google more information about it, is comprised of 56 UN member states plus the Palestinian Authority. 
and they tend to vote together as a block in the UN. So they're actually the largest voting block in the UN, and most people haven't heard of it. And one of their goals is to have international blasphemy laws. And knowing they can't accomplish this overnight, they're introducing UN resolutions and working with EU parliamentary legislation to do it gradually and incrementally and have these legal instruments worded in a watered-down form. So the first resolution that they drafted toward this end was called Defamation of Religions. And the concept behind it is that an idea or a religion, in this case Islam, would be protected from criticism, as opposed to what we have in the American legal system, which is defamation protections for an individual or group of individuals, in other words, for people. That's the usual Western idea of defamation. And even though it's called defamation of religions, all of the OIC countries interpret it and implement it as to applying it to Islam only and not the other religions. Okay, so this is an initiative by some Islamic countries, the OIC, a 56-member uh, state block. And so basically it, it gives them a lot of uh, power in the U.N. You say they're the largest voting block in the U.N. They are. And so this means they're going to be able to railroad uh, the, their ideology in a lot of the legislation that's coming down the pike. Now, this has kind of grown now into a different resolution, Resolution 1618. So explain that now to our listeners. Well, let me just backtrack for a minute and talk about how it transformed into this newer resolution. At a certain point, Western countries, and more specifically the U.S., started to realize that the defamation of religions resolution, while it sounded all flowery and nice and touchy-feely, you know, we should all say nice things to each other and not say mean things, we, we started to realize that it had potentially dire consequences for freedom of speech. What it would mean, just so your listeners understand the implications of this, is that you wouldn't be able to talk about the persecuted church in Muslim countries because that would be, quote-unquote, defaming Islam. You wouldn't be able to talk about Islamic terrorism because that would be defaming Islam. So hold on a minute. What you're saying is that if they are burning churches, killing Christians and stuff like that, if you say, hey, you know, this is going on, just simply acknowledging that it's happening, in a sense you are defaming the actions of the religion of Islam. Correct. I mean, you would be able to say that there was churches that were burned, but if you said it had anything to do with the Islamist ideology that's motivating them to do it, that would be considered defamation. Wow, that throws a lot of light on what the Obama administration is having a hard time saying that these acts are terrorism and pointing the finger at Islam, Muslims. Wow, that throws a lot of light because, um, and I know we're going to reveal in this interview how the Obama administration is supporting this effort. Okay, so basically we are saying that even just suggesting that they are responsible for crimes, you don't even have to blaspheme the prophet Muhammad. You don't have to say that he is a pedophile or anything like that. You just have to say, hey, you guys are responsible for killing Christians and burning churches. Right. They have a very broad construction of what the word defamation means. It would be saying anything negative about any, including Sharia law, Islamic terrorism, or anything to do with Islam, even if it's a true statement. So that's basically what the concept of defamation of religions is and the consequences that it has. And when America realized 
that you wouldn't be able to talk about anything, it asked the OIC to draft an alternative resolution. This was in 2011. The prior resolution, just so you know, passed from 1999 through 2010. So the State Department in 2011 asked the OIC to draft an alternative resolution that would still address its concerns about alleged Islamophobia but still retain freedom of speech. And that new resolution was Resolution 1618 to combat intolerance based on religion or belief. Now, explain this for a minute. You said that, they, that it's passed for 10, 11, 12 years. So does that mean that they bring it up to vote every year? Yes. Now, does this set a precedence if it keeps being passed again and again and again? And once precedence is set, then doesn't that create more pressure on foreign nations to adopt this resolution? Yes, you're absolutely right. Well, the resolutions are only in the UN. And they are not legally binding, but you're, com- you're completely correct, Tom, that when a resolution is passed repeatedly over a number of years, or if it's passed in different bodies in the, re- in the UN, which this was, sometimes in the Human Rights Council, sometimes in the General Assembly, that it carries a lot more legal weight, and it does run the risk at some point of being deemed customary international law. And at that point, countries that never signed on to it would be pressured to adhere to it. Now, you say that it's uh, evolved into this other resolution, 1618. What's the bottom line on that? Well, resolution 1618 dropped the language defamation of religions because the OIC realized that the West had caught wind of what it means to defame a religion as opposed to defame people. So the language in the text of the new resolution appeared to the West to support people who were persecuted religious minorities and they thought it was a paradigm shift from protecting an idea or religion to protecting people. So the West and the U.S. in particular totally supported it, as did many Christian organizations. As it turns out, the OIC had very unique interpretation of some of the language embodied in the resolution, and when the whole thing was said and done, they were still able to manipulate the language in a way where they could still use it to protect Islam from defamation. Okay, so Deborah, what's the problem with the language in this resolution? Well, there are numerous problems with it, but in our limited time, I'll just talk about one very important concept. The text of the resolution says that it condemns the imminent incitement to violence. And America agreed to that language because we have laws now that make it criminal to incite imminent violence. As it turns out, the OIC has a totally different definition of the word incitement. They want what's called a consequence test, and we have a content-based test. For example, if I say I want everybody in the audience to go kill Joe tomorrow at 2 o'clock and they do that, they'll be responsible for murder and I'll be responsible for my language because the content of my language incited them to commit that violent act. The OIC would say that the Danish cartoons, for example, were an incitement to violence. So if somebody draws a cartoon or a picture or makes a comment that they don't like, even if they don't tell them to commit any violence, and then subsequently Muslims get together and riot or, or commit violence, they would say that that person who drew the cartoon incited the violence, and this resolution would call for the criminalization of whoever wrote the cartoon. One other example, which is 
it asks for national security to counter religious profiling uh, for purposes of law enforcement, for questioning, interrogation, searches, and investigations. And then in the body of the text, it defines religious profiling as, quote, the invidious use of religion as a criterion for purposes of investigation, searches, questioning, and interrogation. So, in other words, nobody wants to say, oh, you're Muslim and lock you up and use that as the sole criterion. But what this resolution does is it's asking law enforcement not to use it as even one factor among a list of other factors to consider. Let me go back to the first example you made because a thought just came to mind. If drawing a cartoon of the prophet, of course, that's considered blasphemy in their mind. If a Christian just put up a cross, a cross is in their mindset, blasphemy. So just simply by a Christian erecting a cross, they might consider that's inciting them to violence, and we're to blame for it. That's absolutely correct. So if Christians wanted to say, I believe Jesus is the Son of God, that would obviously be blasphemy, and the OIC would be able to consider it defamation as well. Well, folks, that's going to be it for today. But when we come back tomorrow... We're going to talk more about Hillary Clinton and her involvement in this resolution, Resolution 1618 in the Istanbul process, and her involvement in tweaking the language and getting America, which for years and years and years has voted against this resolution, but under her watch in the Obama uh, time in the presidency, actually voted for it. And we'll talk about what that means. And so join us again tomorrow at the Corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.